So, if you've never read Unfinished Business, you're missing out. It is the first book I ever published, and it you talk about raw and uncut. Even I read it, and I'm like, ooh, sis, I felt that. Now my audience has changed, and out of respect for my testimony, I have decided to edit my book and remove the curse words, the profanity, um, only because I want to combine it with another book, and that's going to look super wild to have, like, I'm screaming and cussing at y'all on one book and then the next book. I mean, it shows the growth for sure, but, like, you're definitely not going to get the witness, the raw and uncut um, combined with the healing process. Like, I just don't want it to be that type of a segue. They are two separate platforms because they are literally written from two separate um, portions of my life. It says, in a typical book, the foreword is usually written by someone else. Welcome to my poetic memoir. There's nothing typical about it. There's nothing typical about me. I'm writing my own foreword because the contents in this book have been my experiences. No one could paint the picture better than the one who lived it. The people in this book are not characters. They are real people that reside in the United States of America that at some point were in my life. These poems are my stories, the lyrics to my soul. So I'm gonna pick a random poem. I love doing this. Uh-huh. My, my, my. Snippet. Happy Tiffany Crumby, put on another tune. Entertain them some more with your life and your words. They know you the truth, cause you don't speak what you heard. You speak your own words and thoughts. We know it's you, cause when you speak, Tiffany, the only thing that comes out is the truth. Now thank you, reader, for noticing. Let's time travel so it all makes sense and comes full circle. So this is the part of the book where I went from, um, tracks to years and I started in 2006 and since I took a trip to Miami and he told me he loved me said he couldn't live without me and I believed him when I came home from Miami he waited for me at the airport and swept me off my feet and for seven years he meant the world to me I gave him my love attention affection and my soul he gave me everything as long for as long as I stayed faithful to him which meant sacrificing my needs and wants. I was his woman, but more like his woe, because he was running through the six like a bleep (laughs) with anyone that would lay down with him. Heartache missed me a thousand times, but the lies colored me blind. Back to back and round and round we go, laughing and turning up our nose, to anyone who thought we weren't in love. This love was real. He told me, showed me he loved me. He was the best man I ever knew. I stayed and I prayed and I wanted him to be saved from himself because he was causing self-destruction. And when we made love, it was absolutely nothing because I don't even remember if you ever even touched me after seven years. Wow, that was 2007. 
Let's go to 2008 real quick, and then I'm going to wrap it up here. I see the cuss words. <laughs> At the Tiffany Crumby, play 2008. Spring break in Miami with Uncle Luke, Diddy, and Zoe. I lived a life similar to a bleep, a groupie that is, because I kept my legs closed until I came home to you. Your lies touched me so good I didn't need wood. I thought my I had thoughts and dreams that were supposed to manifest into reality. But my reality is that you had unfinished business. You lied as usual, and I believed your lies so bad I thought I was wrong. Now, that's being mind struck by the one you love, but I'm in college, so it doesn't matter because I have class and a Louis bag that I bought with my grandma's money and let you and anyone else tell it I was a fraud, calling and checking the Louis Vuitton records to see what I bought and how. I never charged a Louis bag to a credit card and that was not my style. Cash only over here. Let's set the record straight and separate the real from the fake. I never had to pretend because my heart was right within. Being around you and all your little lies made me look like the fraudulent guy. We still had unfinished business. Whew. My play on words, y'all, I promise you. Now, this is where I get into my my I'm the greatest because not even about being the greatest. It's just about the way that I play with words. I can literally tell a story and tell the whole truth in a way that is so poetic. It just it just like, wait, did she just say that? Like, I love that I can do that. And it really means a lot to me. Now, I'm not a freestyler. When it comes to like, you give me a microphone and I can go off the top of my head, but it's different. When I put a pencil or a pen or a marker or a Sharpie in my hand or I open up notes on my phone or I hit voice record and start talking, it's just something that comes out. But it's not like a flow like a rapper. It's literally poetry. It pours out of my soul. And for that, I am grateful. Oh man, that was exciting to read. And I can definitely see where I need to edit um, out a couple cuss censor. I'm not gonna say edit. I'm gonna censor um, some cuss words. Cause that was beautiful right there. Like I'm so proud of myself. Um, oh, I'm only on six minutes. I've got time. Let's, let's go. I can do this with under 10 minutes. So I'm gonna go to the very back of the book. Woo! At the Tiffany Crumbie. Play the eulogy. <laughs> Everyone wanted what we had until they had to pay the price. There's a lot that goes on behind those Instagram likes, lying and cheating, and I stayed for the title called wife. The lies and manipulation almost cost me my life. One thing about one thing about Tiffany, she knows what to do. Alexa, you don't gotta play a hit. The Tiffany Crumby, this one is all you. Write your heart out, baby girl, and tell your truth. Tell your truth. Have peace because it's sealed and you knew neglect was the root. Neglect is the cause of death, but they had to call it natural. I'm going to end this right here. And yes, this is all factual. And that is how my story ended on Sunday, August 12th. I felt like my husband died for me to generate some wealth. Mm, 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 mm. Who knew the root? 
who knew the truth would set me free and I could tell my fable. Cause it hit the fan one day when I put it all on the table. The pieces added up and hurt me to my core. And everything made sense now and I had an exact score. Now that I know the truth about how Jeremy got his wings, don't ask me how my husband died. Just know that he loved me. Rest in peace, Jeremy William Roberson. I took care of you until death do us part. I loved you then and I always will. I'll take your advice for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then I wrote this at Tiffany Crumby, Play Dear Jeremy. And this is the final poem in my book. You won't ever get to read this letter. You're unfortunately no longer with us. Us meaning me and our son. I'm listening to Matrimony by Wale. That was our song. We played it out. And when you proposed to me in the car, <laughs> for the money by Fab was playing in the background. My nails weren't even done. So I didn't take a photo and post it immediately. Thank you for asking my mom for her blessing. You surely had it. She's the reason I couldn't follow through with the divorce. She reminded me of how much I loved you. And those women you invited into our marriage were some losers. They knew what they were doing and you let them. You never said sorry, I don't think, but that was too many panic attacks ago. You were sorry for hurting me, you did say that. But you were never sorry for your actions because you died doing the same thing you married me doing. And it's okay, I forgive you, Jerome. That's what I called you, her bro, my dog, because you were everything to me. Our relationship wasn't goals in real life, but you had chicks hating me so bad because I got fat carrying that handsome son of ours, and they hated that you wouldn't leave my wild self. I guess death was the only thing that could separate us for good, because our last argument came in May 2018. And for me, that was me letting you know this is my city, and anything you do is going to get back to me. You laughed me off and reassured me that they were just what they were. We would always be good. It was good until you died. I fell apart. I lost more parts in my mind like I did when Marion died. I wasted money. I blew money. I invested money. I smoked more THC than my brain waves can handle. How am I supposed to cope without you? You can't even answer me. And that's the hardest part. Not being single, but living without you until death do us part. And you parted. Some ways I'm going to honor our marriage and other ways I got to let it go. In this letter, you know me. I wrote you letters. You wrote me letters. This is me to you. Your wife to her dead husband. I may not have been in love with you when you died, but I surely was in love with us. And I loved you unconditionally. Me and you from 2006 until 2018. You were my backbone, my support, my silent warrior, my prayer partner, my son's father, my husband. You, my friend, had the biggest heart, and I love the way you love me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and no one can take that from me. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for marrying Tiffany Crumby. You changed her. You changed me. You were amazing. Thank you. I love you always. And I'll hold on to our memories, and I'll heal, and I'll deal. Thank you for reading the lyrics to my soul. I hope you were entertained, enlightened, and most of all, I hope you can see how I prevailed through Christ through all of my life trials. To God be the glory. And I can't say the end, because after all, this is unfinished business. And that was it was it
so okay a little over 10 minutes almost 12 minutes thank you for listening i won't put the link out for this one so if you find it it's because you were on the anchor page um i mean i recorded it today february whatever but i'm not gonna put it out just yet but thank you i love you peace